welcome to another edition of San Luis Valley Voices, an SL Voices production. Without further ado, enjoy the program. This year, the longest-running sustainable energy fair in the country is taking place Saturday and Sunday, August 27th and 28th. The Crestone Energy Fair is a nonprofit organization highlighting innovative and visionary energy systems, building technologies and lifestyles which connect the skill sets and resources of communities who practice regenerative living. Listen in as event organizers discuss what's planned for this year. Their ongoing education series, The Wellness Village, fantastic opportunities for volunteers, discussion panels, home tours, and just a whole lot more. At the end, an unexpected intergalactic news reporter beamed in to interview the Earth beings from the Crestone Energy Fair. It seems this event has drawn cosmic attention. Alternative building methods, permaculture, alternative energies, energetic healing modalities, restoring community health. You know, kicking around all these interesting and engaging phrases can mean only one thing. It's time again for the longest-running sustainable energy fair in the entire country. It's the Crestone Energy Fair. And to find out about what's planned for this year's free-to-the-public event, we got together with director Lisa Bodie, producer Nick DeVirus, and new voice this year, Lydia Sprouts, who's handling booking. Welcome to SL Voices, everybody. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, Adam. Lydia, since you're new to the group this year, let's get a little background from you. Where are you originally from, and how did you end up in the mighty San Luis Valley? Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And I've been working on the energy fair for two years. I also moved to Crestone two years ago. I was in Boulder County for 12 years before that, where I lived in Netherland, Jamestown, North Boulder, and I grew up in Arizona. It's quite a culture change then to uh, the San Luis Valley, isn't it? Well, you know, Netherland has some parallels, I would say. It is another strange little town <laughs> um, filled with strange people. I'm really glad to be in Crestone. I feel that I made a good change, a good healthy change for me. Good. Any special hobbies or interests? I uh, make music and I play the mandolin and I sing and I have been hurting a gaggle of children all summer. That's been my my newest hobby. <laughs> I live off grid in Crestone. So my work with the Crestone Energy Fair is all relative to me and I need to know all the things that I am bringing to the, the energy fair. I live in a rainbow train car out on the edge of the Baca. We're on 42 acres. We call our place Coyote Mountain and we do events and we host intimate off-grid gatherings. So small, pretty events. We have a dojo space that we use for classes and for ceremony and for maybe weddings one day. We're not there yet, but I have a dream. We could do adorable off-grid micro weddings. Beltane was the I know, it's going to be really cute. It's going to be so cute. I don't want to do the weddings, but I'll show you how to do them. Yeah, we've done, uh, and we've done, you know, we've done holidays there also. We've done a community Beltane party and we did a community in bulk party. And so we, to some extent, I organize and I run our community space out of our house. That's a mini retreat center. Nice. Well, how did you end up working with the Crestown Energy Fair people in the first place? I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> I knew it, you're a psyop. <laughs> I actually think Donovan kind of nudged me into it as he was making his exit, actually. Ah. Kind of pushed me in there. I see. Given that name, you would let it go with that. <laughs> this is the fourth year in a row that we've had the distinct pleasure of working with the Crestown Energy Fair. It's something we're very thankful for. And what have y'all been up to since we talked last year? 
I uh, started my own real estate brokerage. You did? I did, Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. That is awesome, Nick. What is the name? Mountainside Realty. Well, that fits. Isn't that crazy that that name was not used by anyone in the country? Really? Isn't that wild? You would think. <laughs> you got the domain name and everything. Yeah, totally. Very good. So my website's www.mountainsiderealty.com. Good. Well, congratulations again. I realized that, you know, in order to continue doing the community outreach and events that I was doing, it made a lot more sense for me to own the company so I could siphon money into those events ah, from the company okay. versus from necessarily my own pocket, even though it is mostly my own pocket anyways. It's been amazing. I love Crestone so much and the larger community, and it's been really a blessing to be able to bring my unique talents of production and management to the area and, you know, most of the time for free. You just did. I'm sure it was you and others. Yes. But I remember seeing your name out there a lot. Great big 4th of July celebration. Oh, yeah. Year. Actually, in no small part because of Lydia. Lydia's ability to read a crowd mm. and determine the exact right music is so dead on. She has this really unique ability to provide entertainment for everyone. Mm -hmm. I know my limitations and my <laughs> tastes and uh, try to engage with people who are able to fill in where I don't have the most prowess. Lydia was just a right hand for me for that event. And it was a beautiful party. Even the mosquitoes stayed away. It was super cool. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> And she actually also helped me with Shumei, which is the Shinto group in Crestone. Their 20th anniversary celebration was in May. So she was also integral in helping me put that together and uh, create just a really beautiful event. So we've been busy in Crestone, you know, even though it's, there's not that many people there, we still have a really great time. Lydia, sounds like you're just fitting right in too. This is great. Thanks. Yeah, it's been great to be added to the crew in Crestone. I definitely feel like I have a home. Lisa, what about you? So the last year I was working on opening the Crestone Free Box. It was closed the last two years. So that was working with Crestone Creative Trade with the town of Crestone, Neighbors Helping Neighbors. And that's really spurred off of an off branch of the Energy Fair, which is the Crestone Energy Exchange that Nick and Donovan and I initiated. And so the Free Box is a place where people can bring clothing, small household items, tools, hats, knickknacks, and it's all free. So it's an exchange. It's open 24-7. Anyone in the Valley is welcome to come through. We just ask, please help sort and organize and hang your things up when you come. And we're going to have another major reconstruction on that this fall. And then the second part found me getting involved in our local county politics, which was not the intention, but it was too important not to work on. Swatch County is looking at changing some of their codes for living as far as raising minimum square footage to 900 across the board. And we, for months, worked on that with a mindful land use solutions group. And we're presenting at planning commission meetings, county commissioner meetings, and got them to stick with the state's 150 square foot minimum. Yay! As you know, I have a tiny house, so I've been living in that square footage for 10 years with obviously absolutely no problem of being safe, happy, healthy, and a contributing member of the community. So that was the two main projects for me in the last year. Oh, and I'm going to be a property owner in the San Luis Valley. 
with the little Yay. unfinished cabin and my partner. So we're doubling the square footage to 288. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing what you all take on. Of course, as a short recap, again, as I mentioned, it's the Crestone Energy Fair. It started 33 years ago, which makes this the oldest running sustainable energy fair in the nation. Now, I've noticed this year you've been tweaking a little bit of your mission statement. Has changed slightly? We're just trying to make it simpler. It's that the Crestone Energy Fair is a nonprofit organization highlighting innovative and visionary energy systems, building technologies, and lifestyles which connect the skill sets and resources of communities who practice regenerative living. It says a lot. It's a mouthful. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the fair this year. Some of the things that are planned. Is it going to be offered virtually again this year or just in person or both? You'll have to make it out in person this year. We are going to be offering some coverage uh, on particular aspects of the fair on our YouTube channel in the coming weeks and months after the event. So you'll be able to get a taste of it, but we are not live streaming. We are not live streaming. That is correct. Yeah. We are going to share some choice pieces of the fair. In the past, we realized that we needed to have the option of it being virtual or in-person. And this year, because we are moving back to town, we are no longer going to be on the off-site location. Oh. We're going to be in the town center. Okay. You know, we're taking over three areas, in fact, this year. You know, one of the things that has become a real part of the energy fair is that there's something for everyone to do. So even if you're not interested in building technologies or gardening, there's live music most of the day. There are over 40 vendors with crafts and food and all kinds of things that are coming from all over the country for this event. So we have some amazing people coming for this, and we invite you to come whether you just want to hang out and eat food and listen to music, whether you want to learn from experts from around the world on alternative building technologies. Or go on a home tour. We're doubling our home tours this year with Goldie Mariola as our continuing coordinator for that. In the past, what we've done is had the home tours in the morning. Mm -hmm. But this year, what we're going to do, because they were so popular last year, is we're going to double them up. So finished and unfinished tours will happen on Saturday and Sunday, all day. Both days. Both days, oh. yeah. And the home tours is definitely one of the most like interesting aspects of the energy fair. I don't really think that there's another event that offers an opportunity to go view the permaculture principles living in action out of these homes that people have built that are just absolute works of art. All of the homes in Crestone, everyone is unique and everyone really has a particular fingerprint on what has been offered in that home and people put a lot of love into it. And so we don't have a lot of places to go in Crestone to go out, but you go to someone's home and it is uniquely theirs and very beautiful. And so we have some of our favorites to go tour as part of our event. You mentioned vendors. What different types of vendors are normally there? We have a variety of artists, lots of crystals, of course. We'll have massage therapists. I know we're going to have a guy who comes from Taos with all these different African masks and baskets and different handcrafted things. There's just a variety of things. You know, and because we're going to be in three areas, so we're going to be in the main park, the Crestone Central Park. Right. We're taking over a segment of Cottonwood Street, which is in front of the Elephant Cloud. That's where we're going to have our music stage and food vendors set up. So we'll actually have like kind of a food court in that area. The newest addition to the event is the healing modalities. The Wellness Village. Wellness Village. Where there's going to be sound healings and that's where yoga classes with live music are going to be. And there's Tai Chi and there's also like healing chats with certain people. We're having someone who's coming to talk about the vagus nerve, another person who's doing tapping. There's going to be contact improv lessons. So there's going to be a lot of cool stuff happening over there as well. 
If someone is interested in being a vendor, you still have availabilities. Can people reach out and who do they talk to? Absolutely. So you want to talk to Laura Enzer. She is our vending coordinator this year. But you could also just go to creststoneenergyfair.org forward slash vendor dash info or just creststoneenergyfair.org and click on the join me tab and you can see all the different ways you can be a part of the event, including volunteers. We need lots of volunteers this year because we have a lot of things to do. And we still are looking for a couple of good food vendors to come. We're limiting that number, so you have plenty of people to feed throughout the weekend. And Brett Buchanan is our coordinator for the food vendors, and you can find that application in the same place on our website. What about entertainment? Are you all lined up? Everything is all set for this year? We are getting close. We are getting very, very close, but there may be one or two more spaces for music, and there may be one or two more spaces for relevant speakers that are contributing to our theme this year of reclaim, self, village, and nature. We are curating our content to be part of that, to be reclaiming yourself, the land use and our land use and our rights to land use and reclaiming your health. And that's why the Wellness Village is part of it this year and reclaiming your sovereignty and our community sovereignty, including all of the San Luis Valley in that. Well, can you mention some of the entertainment that's lined up that you already know? Musically, I'm excited for The River Arkansas to be there. I'm excited for Max Ribner in the first language to be there. Max Ribner was the trumpet player for NACO and Medicine for the People, and this is his own project. That's a very collaborative and involved way of creating music as a community. There's also Mike Word in the 33rd Octave from Denver, who's bringing in some hip-hop for us. And then we've got Rhythmetrics is a live drumming troupe that comes and teaches and educates large groups on how to drum all together. We've got some local artists, Old Man Tim and the Groove Wranglers. There's also Zaya Stallings from Denver, who is the lead singer of the Copper Children. So that musically is all the things I'm very excited about. Oh, that's great. There'll be a few more that we're adding in too, but that's what's confirmed for now. Panels and discussion groups this year? Yeah, we're really excited about our panels this year. We kind of elected to do bigger, more evolved panels this year, as opposed to having maybe one keynote speaker. And we're really gearing our panels to to really focus on what our theme is this year. So we are introducing a water and sanitation panel, which has to do with the legislation that was attempting to be passed in Sawatch for changing how we do our water and sanitation and things like that. And so we're going to have people talking about that from all sides of the issue. We're adding a wellness panel that goes to do with our wellness area, and that's new. We have never done anything like that before, and so we're going to be hearing from Dr. Kim Engard of Wildwoods Botanicals about many different ways of keeping yourself well. We've also got the local foods panel that is sponsored by the Seed Exchange and Jay Sanders, and so we're going to be talking specifically about local food in the SLV Valley. And that's kind of an evolution of the gardening panel, what has been the gardening panel in the past, but we're kind of broadening our perspective a little bit and zooming out so that we can actually all together be working together, you know, less me and my garden and more we in our gardens. Collaborative efforts. Indeed. And then our last panel that we're going to be having is the natural building panel that's sponsored by the off-grid guru, who's got a lot of information out on YouTube and you can check that out. And the natural building panel is a classic standard Creston Energy Fair fair. We're not changing that one at all, but we are having the off-grid guru sponsor it. And he's bringing in some very amazing people, very experienced, especially in earthship building, adobe brick building. We're having the Rocky Mountain Hemp build come back this year, and they're going to be on the building panel as well. And so we're going to be talking about the many kind of different ways of building in more natural methods. And all those people will be doing a Q&A on those things. So you'll get to 
have a lot of information there. If you're looking to build an addition on your house or a shed or build for your first time ever, these are some ways that you could possibly build, save money on doing some natural building things using local materials and things like that. I see why you brought her on board. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> oh my goodness. Did I nail it? Yeah. <laughs> you always Very it. That's good. The point. Thanks, Donovan. <laughs> And she's an amazing musician. Yeah. You didn't happen to bring the mandolin with I didn't. I didn't oh. know that there would be a space for it. <laughs> next year. Okay, next year I'm bringing the mandolin. Definitely. Go. So you're offering a Rainbow Lightning Youth Village this year. Well, actually, this is the third year that you're doing this. And it looks like it's a whole lot more than just a place for kids to be while their parents are enjoying other aspects of the energy fair. Can you tell me more about this? I do want to make a quick correction there. Rainbow Lightning is a place for parents and children to be together. Oh. It is not a drop-off It's not a drop-off <laughs> situation. It is a place for parents and children to learn together. But that's part of what makes Rainbow Lightning so amazing because Rainbow Lightning is actually going to have its own content that is kid-friendly, but also includes the parents so the parents don't feel so much like they're missing out on the big event. You can still get an herb walk with Brigitte Mars at the Kids Village or a show with Bethy Lovelight. It has all its own content that is family-friendly and inclusive. Just real quick plug for Brigitte Mars. She is an extraordinary botanist. We are so lucky to have her on board and loving what we are doing. So just having her in the kids' village is like, I mean, she gives talks around the world on botany. She's an extraordinary human. She wrote all the books on the yeah. oh Rocky my God. Mountain area. She's, she's ah. really great. And Taylor Martin's our coordinator for that Rainbow Lightning. So she's amazing. She travels to events across the country, hosting this village. And yeah, just the dynamic aspects she brings in of family. But it's not a place just to drop your kids off. You go, kids and adults, and you <laughs> learn together. Yeah, if you're you a learn, parent, come you and learn volunteer. and you play together. In the past, Crestone is home to so many artists mm -hmm. and extraordinary humans just generally. But the artists group is really amazing. And so this year, they are coming back. When we were out in a sand, they didn't really want to be there. But now we're back in town. And they're doing an installation that brings to mind the necessity for us to reuse our trash. So they're actually going to the free box. We have a dumpster behind the free box. And they will be grabbing all kinds of stuff from there and repurposing it into this art installation. And it is a community effort too, right? Other people can participate in that also when they come. I know they're bringing a piece of ground from the dump and transplanting it into the park and bringing a piece of the park into the dump to help us connect energetically with, you know, the waste that we're creating right. in the that dump. Makes sense. I would just say more than reusing, it's about reducing it and being mindful of our consumption in the first place. And so even with our free box, we're noticing with it reopening how much is coming in there that really maybe can't go back out to other places. And so we're trying to educate with the free box as well, you know, clean items, items that aren't broken. I added us to something called the Buy Nothing Project, where it's a international, like one of the things they're doing too is hosting repair cafes. So that was really inspiring to me. So anyone who wants to if they're traveling through, now we're listed that they could come as we're one of those spots for free exchange. We'll be branching out from that of like, what are all the ways we can reutilize what we consider waste? Do you even have a pancake breakfast this year? So the pancake breakfast will be on Sunday, August 28th. And that is sponsored by Succeed, which is Sawatch County Sustainable Environment and Economic Development. They are our fiscal sponsor, so we're really grateful for their support. So any of those donations are going to help the work that they're doing across the county with multiple other nonprofits. 
that should be about 8 to 11 a.m. with probably some light music and entertainment to uh, enjoy while you're having your pancakes. Very good. You're offering now ongoing education workshops, but they're year-round. Can you tell me about some of the education series you've offered and what you might be planning for the future? So that is a brand new branch of the energy fair that has been attempted to get off the ground quite a few times. It's an idea that's sort of been in the ethers there. Goldie and I decided that we were going to start scheduling a monthly event throughout the working year to keep everyone kind of in touch and keep everyone together and have opportunities for the energy fair, not only to contribute maybe on the land that we're having the event, but to also bring people to different people's houses so that they can help others in their builds while also learning how to do those builds. And so we started at home and the first project was at my house and it was a Hugo culture project and it was an enormous garden bed. We dug it down eight feet in the ground. It was 200 feet long. We filled it with all these cottonwoods. My property is full of dead cottonwoods, so it worked out really perfectly. It was a great thing to do with those. And now we've covered it up and now we'll start to plant fruit trees in that. And we'll have a water, kind of an underground sponge for our garden because of that. And then we went to Goldie's house and we did a mini earth ship build at her house. And then we're doing a straw bale build with Curtis Scheib, who is a resident expert on that. And we're also doing natural plaster with Curtis Scheib as well. We're also looking forward going to do a greenhouse design one with Farmer Bob of Beyond Organica out of Salida. And we're also doing a composting toilet workshop, I believe, in October at the New Sky Ranch in Sawatch. Our goal is that every month you can go and learn a different permaculture, off-grid, self-sustaining skill. And the idea is also that it's a donation that, that goes to the energy fair. So it's a fundraiser for the energy fair. So all that money goes mostly to the program, somewhat to the teacher. And that is helpful for us to just stay in people's minds throughout the year. And, and a lot of this stuff, like the Earthship build, to go do an Earthship build is a huge financial investment and it's a huge time investment. And to learn a lot of these things really thoroughly, it takes a lot of time and experience. And so this is a good way to dive in, but to still keep your day job and to still keep some money in your pocket while also like helping out the energy fair. What is the best way to stay up to date on this so you know what's coming up? Is that through the website? You can go to our website, crestoneenergyfair.org, and there is a section just on ongoing education. But if you want to be on our email list, so you're getting a little more personalized emails and information, just send us an email to crestoneenergyfair at gmail.com. Also get on our Facebook page. And our Instagram. And our Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, we've really had some amazing people who have joined us and understand all that technology. Well, and are outreaching in ways that we've not been able to in the past. Sure. And have really upped the game when it comes to exposure, which is awesome for our sponsors. All of this contact information, of course, will be on this podcast webpage too. Links to the Crestone Energy Fair, links to your different social media, the email addresses and stuff that we covered. So if you're traveling and listening to this podcast now, you can stop by this podcast webpage later on, catch up on all that information. You know how to reach out to everybody. So speaking of sponsorship, yes, <laughs> this event has been a free event for 33 years. We bring in speakers from literally all over the country. We spend tens of thousands of dollars making this event a reality so that everyone can come and enjoy this event for free, regardless of your socioeconomic positioning, you know, your ability to get to Creststone. You know, everyone should be able to access this information because it's important to be able to live in a sustainable, regenerative way. The more you can rely on yourself for your own living situation, the better, right? And that's what we really promulgate. So we need help monetarily. Every year we say this, but every year we're growing. 
in growing, we also are growing in our financial needs because the speakers and musicians and things like that that we are bringing are amazing. And they're giving us awesome deals. But as you know, the price of gas is almost $5 a gallon. Just that alone, to ask someone to drive from even Denver, that's a $300 gas bill, right? At the very least, even covering that for some of these people is a necessity. If you can, reach into your pockets and send us a little something. Part of the other aspect is, you know, the sponsorship is what's helping us create local jobs and drive our local economy. We're bringing in professionals. So whether that's in videography, in photography, in graphic design, website design, community organizing, the larger our workload becomes, the more we're needing to bring in others and expand this work. So we're really trying to create a local job system. And so we are in need. We have one month to go and a lot of pieces that we're needing support with. So yeah, the GoFundMe, or even as a coming in as a sponsor, all of that's on our website. Is there any particular sponsors that you'd like to mention? Yeah, you know, first, I want to thank Sawatch County and the commissioners. They continue to support us with their sales tax grant. And the town of Crestone with some in-kind trade for all of the services and with the parks and their board of trustees for approving the event and then succeed, obviously, our fiscal sponsor. We have some other really at our visionary level, like the off-grid guru and Nick with Mountainside Realty, that because of the professional level of what they're offering, they're working year-round with development and the brainstorming, and we couldn't do it without people like this coming in at that visionary sponsorship level. And then we've got Diamond, David, with Oppenheimer Ranch. He's a great example of an in-kind doing other podcasting for us and really promoting us because he has such a high viewership and following with this kind of audience. I'm going to really thank Annie Pace with Shakti Sharanam Yoga Shala. Jay Sanders with The Seed Exchange, she is our web designer and graphic designer, but the amount that she donates to our event as well with her professional services. Doing some little trading with KTAL, with Down in Taos, with their radio station, and really want to thank the Valley Roots Food Hub with their food donations, SLVREC, Swatch County Tourism Council, as always, the Crestone Eagle and Kizen and her staff for all their coverage of our event. Aventa Credit Union has come on board this year and Manitou Foundation. Then we have a lot of others at our friend level, you know, that's at starting. So we've got packages starting from 100 up to 5000 but we're still looking for a title sponsor at the $10,000 level. And you can see all of our perks when you go to sponsors, you know, from commercial ads in our videos to mentions at the event to print and promo. At the event, we'll even give you at certain levels, you know, your own booth, as well as an opportunity to address the crowd. You know, we will have easily over a thousand people at this event and talk about your product. Talk about how it's something that really aligns with what we're doing at this event. Well, I do want to mention Asia Dorsey and Regenerate Change that are coming from Denver and they're a great supporter of ours and their focus is the social aspect of permaculture. I know that permaculture has sort of a reputation of being building focused and gardening focused and, you know, you focus on the land and how you're living your life in that way. But also, if you are not a good neighbor, you might not want to be out in your garden. (laughs) Um, And so the social aspect of permaculture is really focusing on how to be a good neighbor and how to have good relationships 
And maybe there's no point in living off grid all by yourself with no friends at all to come over and check on you. So the social aspect is important to us at the Crestone Energy Fair. And we are including that in our entertainment and uh, regenerate change as an organization that supports us in that. We're also bringing from Denver Spore, which is the Society for Psychedelic Reform and Education. Outreach, reform, and education. Outreach, reform, and education. I knew I forgot one of the letters. My friend Matthew Duffy is coming down, and he teaches about the benefit of psilocybin mushrooms and how they can be used medicinally. And they specifically, they're not an organization that has to do necessarily with politics or has to do with the business that potentially is there, you know, like similar to marijuana. They are actually an organization that wants to stay out of that, but inform and help people keep what has been a traditional medicine of many indigenous peoples over the world wide. Mushrooms grow on every continent in the planet. And so they come and they help keep the medicine as a medicine for the people and make sure that it is honored in such a way that it doesn't just become a commercialized product. They're really amazing and they're one of our sponsors. And then we also have the Off-Grid Guru, as we mentioned before, who has a ton of content on YouTube if you're interested in any of this stuff. He's very educational and puts out new stuff all the time on building this or building that or staying off-grid and doing the alternative practices. And then we also have Farmer Bob Peterson of Salida Beyond Organica, who is one of our sponsors as well and a great supporter of the Crestone Energy Fair. And he's got Grow Nutrients and he is just an absolute wizard in the garden and has designed hundreds of gardens between here and Taos. If you are like, how do I even grow things out here? This is a desert. Farmer Bob has all the answers for you on that. It is a challenge. There's a particular knowledge to know. Farmer Bob definitely has it. He does a lot of consulting on that end to make sure that people are growing appropriate foods for the valley. A biggie, as you said, volunteers too. You always need people to help at these events. So we've set up a new system. If you go to our website, the join us tab is your key. Anything that you, how you want to get involved with us, just go to under join us, but click on one of those below. And so there's a volunteer tab that's going to redirect you to signup.com. So we're in the process of adding every shift with a time, with a description. So it's all online and automated. That way you can make your own changes. And for every three to four hour shift, you're going to get a meal ticket for our crew and volunteer kitchen. So we hope you can join us. We need help from Thursday the 25th and Friday the 26th for setup through the weekend, which is the 27th and 28th. And then again for cleanup on Monday. And we have fun. So come and join our volunteer crew. You know, every year we get together, we come up with some new words that are significant, sometimes fun. Ones usually that we typically don't understand what they actually mean, or we lack kind of a depth of understanding. And this is why we have so much fun throwing them at you all and seeing what it is behind them and what they actually mean. The first one we had this year, of course, is regenerative living. What is that all about? When I use the term regenerative living, I think of practices that regenerate our energy, regenerate our faith in humanity, maybe, and regenerate the earth. So a lot of our practices in our culture very typically are not regenerative and are destructive in our culture in general, I think is a very destructive culture. And we are looking at practicing a more creative and expansive culture that is regenerative. So something that gives back to the earth and gives back to our neighbors and gives back to ourselves. We are hoping to encourage more practices that actually do regenerate ourselves and each other and the earth. Very good. Hugel culture and Gruben culture? Is that even close to correct? That was good. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, wow. Okay. 
What do those mean? The Hugo culture practices we are using at my house, technically Gruben culture is a variation. So Hugo culture is where you take dead trees and you bury them on top of the landscape and you plant into them. And that can actually hold water, be more of a water wicking operation for your garden so that it helps move the water in a way that's beneficial for your particular garden. But in our area, because we're so dry, Gruben culture is actually more appropriate. And so that is where you dig a hole and you put the wood in the hole and that becomes more like a water safe for your garden. And so it's not wicking the water away. It's actually a sponge for your garden and can be really effective in even creating like a longer growing season because the roots stay warmer with the trees and the dead material that's inside the hole. It's a method of growing in very arid environments, right? And so creating layers of decaying wood in addition to hay and compost and other materials that over time, as they decompose, not only maintain moisture, but also heat. You're also adding what minerals and nutrients to the soil. Okay. Well, if we've come to the end of the podcast, if everyone else thinks that we've come to the end of it. (laughs) Yes, I do have a couple of surprise questions. Oh, yay. Yay. (laughs) Now, they are numbered. It's not fair to, you know, like stump the first person and the other two have a few minutes to think about it. So they're all different. Lydia, this is your first podcast with us. I'm going to let you choose first. Would you like question number one, number two, or number three? I've got my eye on three. You got your eye on three, okay. And I'm just going to go around the table like we're playing a board game. So which one would you like? Door number two, Martha. Door number two. (laughs) And Nick, that leaves you number one. one, Of course. (laughs) So Nick, you get to go first. (laughs) Great. (laughs) This alien has traveled through thousands of light years of space just to come to the planet Earth and get a report. Just think of him as a interplanetary mainstream media journalist. He's going to ask you a question. He's asking you, what about the San Luis Valley? has had the most positive impact on your life? I'm kind of the perfect person to ask this question. (laughs) (laughs) So, how long do you have? The San Luis Valley, for millennia, was known as the Bloodless Valley. Seven indigenous tribes would come to the valley to hunt and to do ceremony, but would never fight because they knew that it was very sacred. I got a chance to sit down and have dinner with a Native American historian a few years ago, and she told me that seven tribes, also for millennia, would send their shaman to the place known as Creststone to train as shaman because the veil is so thin. In fact, we had a party in February where we were visited by a ship that actually shot the party and caused our electricity and music to stop for 30 minutes. Rainbow beams of light. It was rainbow beams of light. This is no joke. Like literally our party got hit by aliens. It was crazy. You know, that's worse than having the cops called on you. Totally. It was like intergalactic (laughs) pissed off neighbors, right? I think they like it. Uh, Yeah, totally. (laughs) So the valley has had an extraordinary transformative effect on me personally. I've become softer. He even dances now. (laughs) (laughs) And a much broader appreciation for for the amazing and talented people around me. You know, Crestone in particular is the opposite of many small towns. You know, many small towns have what's called brain drain, where the moment kids turn 18, they leave, right? You know, and that might happen to some degree in, in our town. However, people, once they have really accomplished incredible things in their lives, 
come to Creststone in particular to have a more contemplative life, to enjoy nature, to enjoy the lack of people. And as a result, there's an extraordinary group of people that have congregated together and have created a collective community that I've never seen or thought possible, but I've always dreamed of. So I feel extraordinarily blessed and I'm thankful every day to be there. And I feel like it shows in, you know, some of the things I do around the community. Just to add to that, you mentioned that many theorize that the veil is very thin there. The Ripochets come from Tibet and hold ceremony where we are. They know that that vibration has the potential to raise consciousness in a way that is very seldom found anywhere else on earth. We as the stewards of that place really have to be aware and conscious of that on a regular basis because that vibration is really intense and it is not for everyone. That is very true. Number two. Yes, the alien must go to her. Please pass the alien. The alien is asking you, what do you think is the most positive impact the Creststone Energy Fair has on the San Luis Valley community as a whole? Hmm, the most positive impact are the relationships, the crew that's developing around this, and that extending into all of our guests, and the networking that's happening on a year-round basis. The event really is just to highlight the year of work that we do. Even this last year, it's like we took our group, we dove deeper with Regenerate Change, as we mentioned, they're coming this year, doing some living facilitation. So we're starting to train our whole crew in these methods so that we have conflict resolution, we have accelerated skills, we know how to really set the presence of a meeting and open circles and close them and really be deliberate in our communication, our interactions, our daily living with each other. So yeah, I think it's amazing. We're really starting to live in a very connected way. Come and visit us. We will. And now the alien would like to ask Lydia, and he does have a deadline, so I'm sure he'll be leaving immediately after the recording. What is the most positive characteristic you love about the people of the San Luis Valley? Well, I am still discovering these things for myself. I'm fairly new. I've only been here for two years. And I'm still branching out from Crestone. Crestone's definitely my little bubble that I live in. But the relationships that I have so far made are with people who I find to be creative and resilient and pretty extraordinary in one way or another. I definitely think that everyone here is following a unique destiny that only belongs to them. And I think that seems to be the case with most people that I've come across so far. Thank you so much. Our little alien can go back and write their uh, interplanetary (laughs) report. (laughs) And and, yes, Earth will be on the 11 o'clock news tonight (laughs) with Walter Conkright because he's still around. (laughs) With Elvis and everybody else, right? (laughs) Exactly, of course. I always appreciate Martha injecting interesting questions into the podcast here. Looking forward, what do you all see for the future of the Crestone Energy Fair? I think we see more people joining us, honestly. I was going to say that too. (laughs) I think our family's growing. Totally. So when Lisa and myself started engaging with the Energy Fair, what, four years ago, five years ago, something like that? 2018, yep. It was just holding on by a thread. It was really, really touch and go. You know, it was was a cool event, but it wasn't very well organized. It didn't have a whole lot of people come. And every year, we've tried to not only engage more people and more elements within the community in the event, 
the artists being a good example. We've also tried to just engage more people generally. You know, there's so many amazing people moving to Crestone, not only who live in Crestone, but also moving there. As a realtor, I get to kind of see who's coming in firsthand and invite them to help volunteer. There you go. Yes. And there are so many opportunities for us to grow, but only if people get involved. And I want to say, too, it's more than Crestone. I mean, we're reaching out to our ranchers and to our big time farmers. And there's some people on my dream list that would want to answer the phone and become involved with us, you know, that are out here that are beyond Crestone that are, I think, really important elements to creating a valley-wide family of sustainability. You know, personally, it's us really looking out those next layers. So in our community, you know, we do have areas in the county and within our POAs and the HOAs. And, you know, it's a problem across the country right now with housing, with our inflation, with the cost of things, with supply chains. And so personally, it's really looking throughout our county in Sawatch in those areas of where we can share these skill sets, where with limited resources, repurposed materials, and this ongoing education series, we can really motivate and inspire a new level of support throughout the county. Because this is one of the things that we have to work with our local governments and with our local people. So we're really a bridge. Like I really see us as being the bridge builders so that we're all able to stay in our community. Connecting people, Mm -hmm. connecting information. Mm -hmm. That's great. Anything else anybody would like to add? As the Crestone Energy Fair, like some of those organizations that I'd really like to have involved if they happen to be listening to this are, you know, we'd like to include the Alamosa Farm Park and we'd like to include the Mosca Hooper Water Conservation District and which is doing amazing work to make regenerative farms out of the big potato farms so that since regenerative agriculture is so much more efficient has so much more production and really uses so much less water. Overall, it's resource efficient. And so they're trying to promote regenerative agriculture. We want to include you guys. You guys definitely have a place at our table. The event is not just building. The event is sustainable agriculture, teaching people how to grow in this environment and at this altitude. It's also renewable energy generation and not just solar and you know hydroelectric, but it's also wood gasification. It's biomethane digesters and people who are doing it right now. Nick Chambers is one of the integral people that we're working with, not only with the Valley Roots Food Hub, but also because he is a forward thinker in creating electricity and energy through the methane digester, which they use at Orient Land Trust, as well as at his own home to take methane that's created from a variety of things and turn that into usable gas that can be burned. It's such amazing forward thinking, and we really encourage you, if any of this sounds remotely interesting, come and see what we're doing, because I promise you, you will be shocked by the things and technologies that you will see at this event. And finally, we really want to give heartfelt thanks, gratitude to Eric Mackey. He is the private landowner who, with the last two years, has allowed us to have the event there. You know, with the way the world's been and the craziness, this allowed us to remain a continuous event for 33 years. So thanks, Eric, for all of that support. And of course, Donovan Spitzman, who's joined us every year here with you, his ongoing advisor and mentorship. Is he still advising and mentoring? Oh, in his own ways. (laughs) (laughs) Highlighting innovation and visionary energy systems, building technologies and lifestyles, connecting skill sets and resources of communities who practice regenerative living, 
That, in a nutshell, and it is a very small nutshell because this is a huge event, is the 33rd annual Crestone Energy Fair. Again, touting the longest-running energy fair in the country, August 27th and 28th in the wonderful and unique town of Crestone, Colorado. Thank you all, everybody. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Adam. Adam and Martha. This year, the Crestone Energy Fair is taking place on Saturday and Sunday, August 27th and 28th. To donate, to volunteer, or just to find out more, visit CrestoneEnergyFair.org. That's CrestoneEnergyFair.org. They're also on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Make your plans to attend and learn about permaculture, alternative building methods, energetic healing modalities, restoring community health, and so much more. That's the Crestone Energy Fair, August 27th and 28th, in the beautiful and scenic town of Crestone, Colorado. We appreciate you telling your friends to listen to the podcast on slvoices.com and check out our extensive calendar of events, the most listings in the valley. You can help spread the word too by joining our Facebook group, SL Voices, your voice in the San Luis Valley, and liking our post on other social media outlets. Also, check out our Instagram page for occasional behind-the-scenes looks at what we do. And please, patronize our local sponsors. Remember to support the businesses here in the Valley. Most are owned and operated by your family, friends, and neighbors. We all love this area, want to see it flourish, and you can help by buying and supporting locally in your own and surrounding communities. Check back for another local podcast soon. Until then, this has been San Luis Valley Voices, an SL Voices production.